everybody and welcome to the Football Fans Show. Uh, joined as always by Carlos. Thank you as well for Dimitro, friend of the show, joining us. So we're going to talk about this right in front of you. European Premier League. This has come to light only recently, this week in fact, uh, where uh, led by Liverpool and Manchester United, who actually were involved in England in Project Big Picture and leading the fight there against the Premiership. Uh, I've uh, gone in and with the rubber stamping, surprisingly, of FIFA, UEFA obviously kicking off and, and pushing back on that situation, trying to set up a European Premier League. I think the main, main concern here is that uh, how long has this been going on for? Because now they've announced it, there's been obviously a lot of backroom chat. So let's look at the kind of things they're talking about the European Premier League. They've got Wall Street, Wall Street Bank, JP Morgan involved, and they're going to give them £4.6 billion to get involved. The big six from the Premier League are expected to join. However, there's a talk of five, and this is the traditional top six. Um, so uh, the teams which are all there. Um, and the teams that are involved in being the founders are going to be part of this European Premier League for 20 years minimum. Uh, they're looking to start at 2022. Uh, it's going to be alongside the Champions League. So in effect, maybe making the Champions League uh, null and void because obviously their priority would be where they can make as much money as possible. Uh, there'll be playoffs, but the clubs will not leave the domestic leagues. Obviously, the domestic leagues have to sign off on this. Uh, and it could replace midweek fixtures uh, and participants will... Uh, put this as priority and withdraw from other cup competitions. So these are the kind of things that are being talked about. Um, even uh, with the playoffs, they're, they're determined which teams can participate. Remember, the founding teams are, even though they're going to get 20 years, they're probably never going to be removed from this. Uh, and like I said, even with the Champions League, they're actually saying that this possibly could go in tandem with the Champions League. So, extremely controversial. First thoughts, Dimitro? Well, if those clubs were to leave, actually, the domestic leagues, I wish it happened, there would be only two words to them, good riddance. <laughs> the air will be more fresh and clear yeah. in the national leagues if all those clubs would finally go somewhere to China, to Qatar, to Saudi Arabia and play, play even there. Don't play... Uh, in your home uh, grounds, just, just go elsewhere. Just give us a break. We're all tired of you. Right, oh, fair enough. <laughs> Strong words, I like it. Carlos, what's your thoughts? I um, subscribe to what um, Dimitra says. I think this, if it happens, uh, would be the beginning of the end. I, I would have no interest in it. Uh, these clubs have said that they will not leave their domestic leagues and I would add the word yet because they will not be able to play everything so for the first couple of years maybe they'll continue to play the domestic leagues probably with a second string side but then they'll just pull away they'll just go and as Dimitro said good riddance you can play each other 50 times a year in some faraway place, I'm not going to be watching. I would rather see Burnley versus Southampton, mm. maybe fighting to 
be first and second, then keep watching these big clubs week in and week out. I think it's uh, it, it it would destroy the um, true um, the, the, uh, what the, the true value of football. Because, for instance, all we have to do is look at what happened yesterday um, in Madrid. Shakhtar Donetsk came here and gave Real Madrid a battering. In the end, it was only 3-2. But to tell you the truth, the difference in football, in footballing ability and, and how they played, uh, was probably three or four goals in favour of Shakhtar. Now, in this new competition, there would be no room for Shakhtars or other teams. Where would Ren be, who are playing the Champions League this year? Where would Atalanta be? Mm. Why would they have no right to take part in a top competition if they are today one of the top teams in their countries, in their respective countries. I would much rather watch Atalanta than Real Madrid. No doubt whatsoever. Any day of the week, give me an Atalanta match. And if I want to go to sleep, I'll watch Real Madrid. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Supply and demand is what immediately comes to mind here. These top teams want to control the money that comes in from broadcasting, as opposed to going through their respective, whoever's running their league. So the, in England, we'll want to talk about Premier League is running it. Uh, let's rewind a bit. So the week before, this has all obviously been very carefully planned. The week before this has been announced, same people, Liverpool, Manchester United, run by Americans, uh, American billionaire companies um, and owners have come to the Premier League and to the FA and said, look, we've got this project big picture. We've talked about this already, uh, which would reduce the Premier League to 18 clubs, not 20, uh, the power be in the teams, which we've already kind of talked about, plus uh, Southampton and West Ham. Um, There'll be payments to the EFL to keep them propped up. Uh, but they want a significant amount of money uh, to come to them. And now this has come about with FIFA's rubber stamping, which we're going to come to. Uh, And obviously they're using this situation to get leverage as well. But if there's a demand for people around the world to watch these teams, as you've just talked about, play, uh, play each other week in, week out, surely that's a good enough reason for the top club to go this way. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, Dimitro. Well, you're right about one thing. They want to control the money. And I can tell you the story that actually scared me. A few years ago, there was this tournament called International Champions Cup. It's played in July with all the big clubs participating in different countries. I think it was 2015. I'm not sure about the year, but in Shanghai, in China, Real Madrid were playing Milan. Full stadium. Of course, it wasn't even the second string team for both clubs. It was probably third with some kids thrown in. But I was looking at the fans at the stadium. And there was empty, empty, absolutely empty eyes. They didn't care who is playing. You could take, I don't know, Lucchese, from Italy or <laughs> San Sebastián de los Reyes from Spain, put them onto that pitch in Real Madrid and Milan shirts, they wouldn't even notice the difference. 
because, well, you know, these people were thinking they're supporting Real Madrid and Milan and they would pay anything to be in the stadium and just to say, okay, I went to the uh, to a game that featured that that side. But they were oblivious to the quality of football being played. It was a terrible game. The players didn't want to be there. They just slept, walked to to, to sleepwalk to, to, to a penalty shootout. It was a terrible game of football. And the people in the stadium were going crazy. You know, they're screaming their heads off as like a Beatles concert in the 1960s or something like that. They didn't know what they were doing. They didn't have any control of their emotions. Because any sane person, oh, why am I watching this? It's crap. It's just a pre-season friend. I don't really need to spend so much money on it. But it's Real Madrid and it's Milan. Mm. And we're supporting them in a way. And I don't want to say that it's wrong to support a club from another country. It's perfectly fine. But when it gets to the point when you're just consuming, not supporting, because it was a pure consumerism for me. It wasn't a support for the team. So, of course, you, 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 you can be given anything and you'd think it's good because it would have the badge of Real Madrid, of Barcelona, of Manchester United and Chelsea. But oh, you support that. And also, you know, the people who are behind this, they forget about a very simple thing. I've got a book here. It's not about football at all. It's not about football at all. But I really love reading it. It's called, see, The Secret Network of Nature. And it's got the subtitle, The Delicate Balance of All Living Things. Football. It's uh, Peter Wocheleben. It's a German author, but it's translated into English. Okay. I'll try and put the link for that book. So, the thing is, the football is the same. Manchester United, Chelsea, Arsenal, whatever, they exist because also we have Plymouth Argyle, we have Rochdale, we have Carlisle, so when someone like Arsene Wenger comes out and says 92 clubs is too much for the Football League and some probably should fold, why don't you fold yourself? <laughs> and if you want to close a club, why don't you close an Arsenal because they haven't won a title for so many years? <laughs> no, honestly, I didn't expect that. Yeah. From Arsene. And Bielsa is saying that League One and League Two are the essence of the Football League. Oh, English football, sorry. He understands, even though it's only his third season in the English football. Somehow he understands and feels it. There is a balance. If you want to ruin their balance, there will be consequences. Just like all around us, we see all those consequences what people have done during uh, so many years. And it is the same. You, you, you are not only killing national leagues, as they say, or European competitions. You are killing football itself. Because look, you look at the... Some of the plays now, the, 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 the example that springs to mind, uh, Senrod, the club in London. Yeah. Uh, Sol Campbell, Jermaine Defoe, Ladley King. I'm missing someone. Uh, well, Ezri Konsa, I think, as well, who now plays for... Oh, John Terry. Yeah. They all play for this club. This club should be gone. It doesn't exist anymore. There will be only 
big clubs and, and academies for big clubs. Mm. Really? Do you really think you will get uh, kids interested in playing football if it's like that, if it's sterilized like that? Mm. It's all about having all those clubs like Macclesfield, like Perry, not like Monkey Dons, of course, but just like proper football clubs everywhere, not only in England, but everywhere in the world. In Spain, those smaller clubs in Segunda B, Tercera, they are football as well. And all those people, they only want to control money. They don't need, even, do you think they would care about, because there will be only one title in the European Premier League. Just one team would win it. And they wouldn't care because they would be getting their billions from those banks and stuff. It's not going to be uh, relevant to them. <laughs> it's funny because, yeah, they hype themselves up for being, being winners. But in that particular case, they will only think about money. And that's it. Well, that's a fair point. And uh, to, obviously, I like your thoughts of this, Carlos, as well. But I'd like to add that we, with FIFA's sign-off, have to turn our heads and actually take this thing seriously. What's your thoughts, Carlos? Oh, we definitely have to take it seriously because it's going to happen. I'm, I'm convinced it's going to happen. This has been in the offing for decades. Even when I was a little boy, they were talking about one day there would be a European league. Then when the Champions League started, which again is a ridiculous name, a Champions League, because it is played by teams that are not champions. Mm. Only one from each country is actually the champion. And very often the team that wins it did not win their domestic league the year before. Um, so people thought maybe that was what was going to be the European League. But no, it's not enough for these clubs. They want more. They, want, they don't want a bigger slice of the cake. They want the whole cake. Yeah. You see? And that's why I think it's immoral. And I think that if they decide to go off and play this tournament, and say they're going to continue in the domestic league. As I suggested, <clears throat> excuse me, the other day, I think the FA should take away their license and kick them out. Yeah, wow, I like it. <laughs> kick them out. Yeah. No, if you're that's... not prepared to take your domestic league seriously, if you you see this decision, this European Premier League, has nothing to do with football. They're not doing it because of football. They're doing it to make money. They could be producing, I don't know, shoes or nuts and bolts. It would, it, the only interest they have is in making money. So they're a football club, but they could be actually another business. It's not a matter of what they do. It's a matter of how much they can make. It just so happens that football is very profitable now. And also, I think it's disgusting that in the current situation with COVID, that certain people, banks, entities like JP Morgan are saying they're going to put 4.6 billion pounds into this league when, for instance, the NHL, uh, NHS is underfunded. Yeah. I just think it just sounds wrong. Yeah. 100%. And I, I, look, well, we, this is a, a, a wider question, isn't it? of people taking advantage of the situation that we're all in on this worldwide pandemic. Uh, and people with big pockets 
deep pockets are taking advantage of this. And you have to wonder, don't you, really, Demetrio, would this even be mooted again? Because it has been mooted before. If it wasn't for the pandemic, I do wonder if it would be or not. What's your thoughts on that? Well, uh, Carlos is right. They've been talking about it for ages. Mm. They've been thinking about it for ages. But even if we just try to concentrate on football, uh, they probably would try to sell it as something very big. It should be watching great games of football. If those teams are playing each other, that's a lie. Because we've mentioned Real Madrid. They've been terrible, even though they won the title. Barcelona were atrocious last season as well in the league. Absolutely impossible to watch. The, the El Clasico, there was a nil-nil draw at Camp Nou. <laughs> just unwatchable. Again, uh, getting back to the point I made earlier, yeah, of course, there are people who'd be enjoying it anyway. But this league does not guarantee you better football. Well, in theory, it should, because we're talking about big clubs with big money who are able to attract big players. But, well, just it's not like that. Football doesn't work like that. Even in other industries, if you get all the big stars and just put them together, sometimes you fail, sometimes you don't get the result you want. And in football especially. So, uh, just, I don't see how it would lead to a quality, high quality game, every game in that league it just it's, it just doesn't happen that that's very true and uh again we 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 are going back to the same point it's about uh, selling whatever is yeah. possible to sell under those brands yeah and that's funny you should say brand and that's fantastic segue into what I want to ask carlos so think about anybody who so us, we're obviously a bit of the older generation. Anybody who's born 2000 on, so this year they're 20, or anything 2005 onwards, these kids or these teenagers or these 20 year olds do not see football in the same way we do. They may watch it, obviously, but how many times have we seen a kid work with three, four different shirts? When we were growing up, obviously, there was a passion, there was a dedication, there was a loyalty to your team. It's not the way anymore with kids. Kids, one, unless obviously their family instills in them. Kids, one, obviously addicted to their phones, Instagram and all the rest of it, TikTok and all the rest of those different brands. It is all about brand. It doesn't matter who's necessarily wearing the shirt, it's the shirt. When they're watching football, the standard that they are watching is not so much important as as so much as watching it, just watching their team playing. Yes, they want them to win, of course they do, but it's not about like with the kind of in-depth analysis that they were necessarily doing. Kids are more interested in brand and they'll go, obviously watch on the internet or go to a stadium when they're of the age to do it, to watch that. So my point is here, shouldn't football evolve with these kind of guys? This European Premier League, surely will be in demand to these kind of guys. I mean, tell me if I'm wrong, Carlos. 
Um, probably not, because this is the way football has been going. Uh, but just because something is going in the wrong direction doesn't mean we have to sit with our arms crossed and let it go. Yeah. When you see that something is wrong, you have to do something about it. And I think the FA maybe supporters, I don't know. Uh, obviously, the TV companies aren't going to stop it because it will benefit them. The clubs concerned won't stop it because it benefits them. Uh, the banks involved won't stop it because, it, in, in fact, they're investing in it. Uh, but I look that today's younger people, um, as you say, are, are not a lot of them. I'm not going to speak for everyone, obviously, but I think what is being um, encouraged is for people to like the uh, the product. They talk about football as a product now. Yeah. It's not a sport. It's not a game. It's a product. In the same way as I hate using the word brand, but that's what it is nowadays. I mean, brand is Heinz. You know, <laughs> these are football clubs. Yeah. The minute you start thinking of them as brands, then you're, it's not football. But it's what's happening, obviously. Yeah. And as I was saying, um, people will probably want to see, a lot of people will want to see these matches because they've been brought up to believe that this is the best there is. Yeah. If you ask youngsters today, they will tell you that today's footballers are much better than those of 10, 20, 30 years ago. Yeah. And they would be completely wrong. Yeah. You know, they think that what they're watching today is the best football ever. It's not. A lot of it is rubbish. To be honest, the more I see football nowadays, the way it's been played, um, the less interested I become. Because what we're getting is uh, very competent players. All of them are very competent. But natural ability, talent, flair, skill, imagination, magic is killed off. You see, what the academies, for instance, are doing, I'm, I'm not sure I'm in favor of football academies because what they do is they raise the average level to competent, but they stifle talent. And that's why we get robotic football nowadays. And this is what people see. This is what people tend to like. But I will not concede defeat. I will always try in my small way to get football to go back in, 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 even if it's just a little bit to what it was. I, I want to see someone who can dribble. Who can dribble nowadays? When was the last time you saw someone dribbled on a football pitch, on a professional football pitch? No, it doesn't, it doesn't happen. happen, does it? It's no. all pass, 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 pass. Yeah. Before, uh, when a player got the ball down the wing, he would be excited because he would beat the fullback. Yeah. Now, a ball to the wing is just a ball back into the middle, a pass back into the middle, and just continue passing from one side to another. Anyway, I'm, I'm uh, digressing, but it's all part of the same thing because it's all part of the mentality. Mm. Now, it, I do not want to watch these teams. If this happens, which I think it will, I will switch off when it happens. For instance, everyone seems to be dying to watch Real Madrid against Barcelona every year. That is probably the game I'm least interested in. And I'll tell you why. Because normally, matches between the two big clubs are the worst to watch. 
Yeah. They neutralize each other. There's too much fear involved, too much fear of losing. So except for isolated cases when they do turn out to be good matches, I think you're more likely to see a good match between two small teams. No, I agree. I'm not, and just to add to your point before I go back to you, Dimitri, it is interesting about what you say, but I think the world has changed as well. I think some parts of the world are still doing some of the traditional things, like playing on the street. This thing, you know, even I did it, but you'd never get that now. Everything is very sanitized, very vanilla. Um, and that's why you don't see the dribbling, you don't see the skills, you don't see people running at people. People run down the wings, which we know is pretty predictable for all teams now. Ball goes to the wings, wings, they, they charge down them, cross the ball in, and then the rest is history. Very rarely is there very route one football. But that's because people don't know how to do it because they're going to academy when they're, you know, six, seven, eight, and then they, they go from there and they're well drilled. And that's fair enough. And that's the way the club want them. Um, but come back to you, Dimitri. So looking at this situation, right? We've just talked about the kids, the brand, um, demand and supply. Everyone's behind it, it would seem, of the big powerhouses, FIFA, one of the biggest uh, private banks in the world, JP Morgan. Yeah. Is, is there any way this is going to stop? This is a snowball that can't be stopped, surely. And if that's the case, what what can we be expecting in, well, 2022, I suppose? No, like I said, if they want to go, just go. Just don't stay in the local league. We'll have a very competitive first division in England then, for example. Um, there is a talk of inviting Celtic and Rangers as well, but I hope by that time Scotland will be on the way to be an independent country. That will be even better. <laughs> but but uh, if they go, just call. And, and play play your games midweek, whenever you want to play them. Just don't coincide with the national leagues. And, and people in so many cities in England, for example, will feel, well, we have something to watch now. We have a chance. Yeah. So I think if it happens, okay, no worries. It, 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 it's been going that way. So go that way. But uh, just don't touch clubs because it's ridiculous. We're talking about 4.6 billion pounds in Macclesfield when boss because they own in 500,000 pounds. So that's a salary of three, four Premier League players in a week. Yeah. Maybe not even three, four. Maybe we're talking about mid-table, lower-table uh, clubs when it's three, four, probably. Those are uh, Ozil's on three hundred and fifty thousand. Yeah. So, uh, and the same with Barry. It, it, it was, uh, what, what, what can you say? Yeah. So, no, I agree. Yeah. If if it happens, it happens. Good. Just uh, don't go around asking for pay-per-view stuff and shit like that that they introduced in the Premier League now uh, for a, a subscription. for Because I think, when, even when we mentioned television channels, maybe they won't need television channels. Mm. They all have their own club, YouTube channels now or whatever. Mm. They have everything to broadcast those games themselves on their club's platforms. Uh, media platforms you can create it on the website you, you can go and uh, well sign in and just pay your money and you can watch it probably you won't even need the television for that i don't know it's uh, one of the possibilities now these days uh, so just do it 
but stop putting the gun to someone else's head and just say, oh, if you don't give us money, we'll go. Just go. And that's it. Yeah, I, I, I get what you're saying, and I agree. And, and uh, com coming back to what you were you, you, you mentioning, Carlos said uh, about the academies and, and the talent and stuff. Uh, there is a book by Eduardo Galeano, one of the greatest writers ever from Uruguay. In English, it's called Football in Sun and Shadow. And I think it's in this book where he says that I became a beggar because I go from one stadium to another around the world, begging just for one. He said in Spanish, it's una buena jugada. It's one good play. <laughs> That's all he's asking for when he's watching a game of football. One good play. That's what it, uh, he, he wrote it back in the 90s, I think. Yeah, when there was better football than today. <laughs> when, he, when he's still, uh, Maradona was still playing, maybe not the, the in the best shape, but he was still playing. And you had Riquelme coming through at Boca Juniors and, uh, well, Francesco Livroli wasn't playing for Uruguay, but they had Ricoba in Uruguay. So I, I don't even know what he would write now about all this. <laughs> I'm sure he wouldn't be very happy. Um, so look at the situation. Dean Richo said, obviously, that they should just leave. But we know that the Premier League teams, especially the traditional top six, want their cake and eat it. They're going to want to stand a domestic league. Now, they have demanded, though, that the League Cup and the Community Shield are scrapped. So they obviously still want the FA Cup, uh, I suppose because of the European place. Uh, whatever that European place looks like, who knows if this European Premier League uh, comes about. Um, but they want those scrapped. And obviously, they're going to obviously keep pushing for those to go. Um, and we've known before of situations, even with the FA Cup, actually, where they have not attended or they've sent a team which has been suboptimal, shall we say. Um, so we know that the fact of the matter is that the main teams in this mix of European Premier League want to stay. They want to stay, it's simple as that. So um, how realistically can this happen with obviously the FA, the Premier League going on, Obviously, Demetra talked about obviously the uh, broadcasting rights. I mean, is, is it possible that this can all happen? Obviously, the European Premier League can happen, but can they stay in the domestic league? It, I mean, I know it's not right, but can they realistically do it? What's your thoughts? Yes, they can do it if they're allowed. I just don't think they should be allowed. Mm. Um, on we also have to consider that the the Champions League will disappear. Yeah. I mean, that, that there's no room for the Champions League once this happens. So what's going to happen to the Atalantas? What's going to happen to Ajax? For Christ's sake, Ajax are a bigger and more successful club than half of those teams on that screen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they would have been left out. Mm. So it's a crime. It's a crime against football. Mm. Now, what I would say, I mean, who are these clubs to say we want the League Cup scrapped? Don't play it if you don't want to. Yeah. Or field a B team or field your juniors. But don't scrap a tournament that other teams want to play. It's not your decision. So I, I would take a very tough stance, uh, a, a tough stand um, with these clubs because uh, I, I just hate seeing 
greed overtaking everything. And just because you can do something doesn't mean you have to do it. Yeah. No, that, that is my position. No, I totally agree. And I think uh, just on my thoughts as well, I think Community Shield, fair enough, could be scrapped, but the League Cup should not be scrapped because of what Dimitri and yourself have been talking about. Those lower league clubs need, they need it. They need 100% to have the opportunity to play in these things. These guys need that extra ticket revenue, need that extra broadcasting money to survive, to survive, not even to pay for the wages of one player. To so I think I, that's my privilege just to put it out there. Um, so thinking about situation now, Dimitri, obviously come to the end on this. What's your kind of thoughts? I know you've said they should just leave. Fair enough, you've said that a few times. Yeah. But um, realistically now, where do we go from here? They, they put it out there. It's in the middle of COVID, so they know they've got plenty, plenty of time to chat it through. We know this season's going to be no one, uh, uh, you know, basically allowed to attend. So they're kind of using that leverage as well. We're not making enough money, blah, blah, blah. So where do we go from here We're in the next, you know, well, the rest of the year and next year? Do we... Do we see this and just let it happen? I mean, what, what do you think should happen? No, we, I mean, we, we can only wait and see. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to see uh, the position of the Premier League. And uh, it's still not finalized, of course, what they're offering. Uh, we, we, we still don't know the final version. We probably will see a few tweaks and uh, changes to it. But there's one thing I want to say. The other day, I was watching Bradford play in Harrogate. Okay. In League Two, I really enjoyed the game. The Harrogate, the club that just got promoted to the Football League first time ever in their history, with the manager who's been there for ages now, we're playing some really good football against a club that, yeah, the the well-known club in the Football League, probably with, of course, without too many trophies, but still, you know, Bradford is associated with the Football League. Harrogate went there. They played some good football. They won the game. They won the next one. And it's not even about them winning. Oh. It's about them deserving to be there because they got promoted through the pyramid. They started season well. They're playing football that is good to watch. So who are those clubs, especially some of them who haven't won the title in 50, 60 years? Because if you look at those uh, clubs, it's only Real Madrid, Barcelona and Bayern Munich who's been consistently winning their leagues over the last 30 years. Because here, Man City and Chelsea only did it because they had this financial doping being pumped into them. And Liverpool just won their first title in 30 years. And then it was Ian Holloway who said, how come Man United to the top six? They're 16th in the table now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love him. So, so the thing is, I'd rather, honestly, I, I want to enjoy watching teams like Harrogate go into the Football League. We have examples of, of Salford, Fresh Green, Rovers, Fleetfoot being promoted and then trying to get higher and Fleetfoot in the League One. Now, these clubs deserve their chance and their place. Yeah. It's just as simple as that. Yeah. And football is about diversity, about variety, about, and also about a chance. If you want to close it, it will die. 
Mm. Because again, the, the book I was shown, it's, it's, it's amazing. In the very first chapter, you just you, you learn that the more salmon there is in the river, the more trees grow on the banks of that river. How would you make that connection <laughs> with other scientific knowledge? So if these idiots don't understand that Harrogate, Bradford and other small clubs are there, so these so-called big clubs can also exist, mm. then they, they will kill everything around them. No, it, this is this is like the big CEO or the board of a big company you know, earning their millions and millions of pounds and they go away on their yachts and cruises and but without the workers getting paid a pittance mm. they wouldn't make their money would they no it's the same no. so do not underestimate the value of the people who are below and who are actually making you the money that you have. Yeah. You couldn't uh, do it on your own if you, if you were at the top yeah. without those at the bottom. Yeah, no, I agree. And that's a good place to stop actually. I think that's perfect. That's a very nice and clear you know, statement about what we think about European Premier League and we'd love to hear your thoughts on this. I mean, it's do you, do you agree with this? Is it a scandal? Is it wrong? Or do you think it's just the evolving of football in Europe uh, and ultimately the world, really, with FIFA behind it? So we'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Some very strong opinions from everybody here. Um, very honest opinions, and we love it. And we'd love to hear your thoughts on this matter. So let us know uh, in the comments and we'll let you know about the book as well, Dimitro has kindly told us about. Uh, so thank you so much. Don't forget to like and subscribe and thank you for listening.